0: Since Andrew's not here, I'm surprised I didn't forget to do that. All right, well, let's stand and we'll read from our text in Romans, chapter number 12. Romans, the 12th chapter. Our focus this morning will be in verse number 11, but let's begin reading, well, let's begin reading in verse number 1 that I'm going to skip over. I'm not going to read from verse 1 all the way through, but, but I don't want us to forget where we started in this chapter, especially this part. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It makes it makes sense. It's it, it 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 it's it's reasonable to us. It it um it fits within the framework of what God has done within us and what we desire to be. Um, it is reasonable in that sense that it is our desire. Uh, we are we we are free to do these things. It's not bondage to do them. It's not grievous to do them. We long for them to be even more so. Um, so then skipping to verse number nine, let love be without dissimulation, which that word there is like hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil. Um, you know, Lord, make that more so in, in our lives than it is even now, that, that we would detest evil um, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good be kindly this is where we were last week be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another and then this morning verse 11, not slothful in business that word business there in the Greek is actually diligent um, is, is what the meaning is there so it's not being slothful but being diligent uh, fervent in spirit serving the Lord rejoicing in hope we won't get this far this morning but patient in tribulation that can be difficult can it going through a difficult time I think Donnie or somebody mentioned that this morning that if we get into uh, trial we're, we're ready to get out of it from underneath it, around it something, um, the word something like that um, patient in tribulation Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. And then we talked about the fact that we all have tear ducts, right? So weeping with those who weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, I mean, this is where it lies with us. I mean, all of these things that we're talking about, if it's possible, as much as lieth with you, as much as it depends upon you, live at peace or live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore if thine enemy hunger, feed him, if he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. They will look at you and wonder why you are the way you are, why you would why you would love them in the face of their hatred. So that's that's the thought there. But um just want to set all of these things in context before us, but but at the same time, Verse number 11 is our focus. So uh, before we um, get into the message, let's, let's uh, go to the Lord once again. Ask the Lord to uh, be with us, speak unto us, help us. Um, Cohen, I've gotten permission from your dad to call upon you to pray. So would you pray for, would you pray for us? Pray for me. Uh, does that help some? You say pray for me this morning as I'm about to preach to all of you. So, Would you lead us in prayer thank you for this we are to. bless Pastor Russell his message give him strength to get through it Amen. you may be seated so <clears throat> i was i don't know if you're this way Cohen, but I was the one that when it came time I told you about how, being shy, right I was the one when it came time to pray, you know when I knew the preacher was going to ask on somebody to pray. I would like get behind my dad's head, you know, <laughs> so I was out of view. Uh, <clears throat> that was me. So we spoke um, last week upon love. Uh, we were seeking to state the principle of being kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring uh, one another. And, and um, you know, that's why I wanted to go to verse number one. And talk about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. That's where Paul started with us on these things. Um, so putting that back in our, our thoughts, um, being part of the body of Christ, you know, others being members of that body, we're, we're caring for the body. You know, we tried to use it in some, in some sense last week of, of a natural family. There's natural affection, um, you know, in, in, a, in a normal functioning family. There's natural affection for the members of that family. And we are a family, all of us here in Christ, we're, we're the family of God. So, you know, trying to use that natural setting to, to you know, there are things that you would do for your family that you might not do for a stranger, you know, and so trying to use that to kind of put in some context of, of us as a family in Christ and... Um, as the family of God, we tried to we tried to put it in that context. We we gave an illustration of 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 Newton and 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 Cooper or Cowper, we might say in, in English or here in in America anyway, in England they would say Cooper. Uh, but the continual uplifting that that he had to exercise in 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 Cooper's life just to get him through the days and the weeks and the months and the years. Uh, through multiple attempts at trying to commit suicide, even um, so, just continually pointing him, you know, to Christ, and so we tried to use that as an illustration. Once again, I, 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 I can't, I can't recommend you know, things to you enough to make you, you know, read them. I mean, you've got to, and, and maybe some of you have, but you all know the affection that I have for John Bunyan and for Pilgrim's Progress. But there's a scene at, at the end in that book that, that kind of illustrates the same thing between Newton and, um, and Cooper, um, but it's, they're about to cross the river. The celestial city's in view. I mean, the gate is in view. And it says Now I further saw that betwixt them and the gate was a river, but there was no bridge to go over. The river was very deep. At the sight, therefore, of this river, the pilgrims this would be Christian and hopeful, uh, the pilgrims were much stunned, but the men that went with them said, You must go through or you cannot come to the gate. The pilgrims then began to inquire if there was no other way to the gate, to which they answered, Yes, but there hath not any save two, to wit, Enoch and Elijah, have been permitted to tread that path. Since the foundation of the world, nor shall until the last trumpet shall sound. You know, we'll all be changed, right, if we're, those are alive and remain. The pilgrims then, especially Christian, began to despond in their minds and look this way and that, but no way could be found by them by which they might escape the river. Then they asked the men if the waters were all of a depth or all deep. They said no, yet they could not help them in that case, for said they, you will find it deeper or shallower as you believe in the king of that place. You can imagine as we come to our deathbed, um, you know, that's going to be deeper or shallower. Um, much dependent upon, you know, our looking to the Lord. I mean, I think about Peter walking upon the water. He took his eyes off the Lord. He begins to sink. Um, So they then addressed themselves to the water. And entering, Christian began to sink. And crying out to his good friend, hopefully, he said, I sink in deep waters. The billows go over my head. All his waves go over me. Then said the other, Be of good cheer, my brother. I feel the bottom. And it is good, so you can see the difference between Christian and Hopeful there. Then said Christian, Ah, my friend, the sorrows of death have compassed me about. I shall not see the land that flows with milk and honey. And with that, a great darkness and horror fell upon Christian, so that he could not see before him. Also, here he in great measure lost his senses, so that he could neither remember nor orderly talk of any of those sweet refreshments that he had met with in the way of his pilgrimage. But all the words that he spake still tended to discover that he had horror of mind and heart fears, that he should die in that river and never obtain entrance at the gate. Here also, as they that stood by perceived, he was much in the troublesome thoughts of the sins that he had committed, both since and before he began to be a pilgrim. It was also observed that he was troubled with apparitions of hobgoblins and evil spirits so the devil's helping you know here forever and anon he would intimate so much by words hopeful therefore here had much and this is the part that i wanted to get to hopeful here therefore had much ado to keep his brother's head above water you know that's that's something of this love that we're talking about being kindly affectioned you know one to another uh, about preferring and honor preferring one another here hopeful is, is doing his best to keep christian 's head you know above the water um, so he says, brother i see he 's seeking to, endeavoring to comfort christian he 's saying, "I see the gate, and men standing by to receive us, but Christian would answer, It is you, it is you they wait for. you have been hopeful ever since I knew you, and so have you." Uh, And so have you, said he to Christian. Oh, so have you, sorry. Um, You've been hopeful too. Ah, brother said, he surely, if I were right, he would now arise to help me. But for my sins, he hath brought me into the snare and hath left me. You know, he's forgotten. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, right? Uh, Then said hopeful, my brother, you have quite forgot the text. Where it is said of the wicked, there are no bands.'" You've read that before, haven't you? There are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. How many men go to their deathbed that way? Uh, But they're going to awake, you know, to stand before the judgment seat of Christ in fear and in terror, and they'll not be able to open their mouths. They'll have no standing before him. Um, But he says they are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. These troubles and distresses that you go through in these waters are no sign that God has forsaken you. But are sent to try you whether you will call to mind that which heretofore you have received of his goodness and live upon him in your distresses. Then I saw in my dream that Christian was as in a muse a while, to whom also hopeful added this word Be of good cheer. Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. This is where we're pointing people. This is where we're pointing one another. Um, you know, when people are in these sorts of conditions, I mean, this is this love. That that we bear for one another and come alongside one another and continually have to just as just as as um, Newton was having to do with Cooper, continually point them to Christ, and that's what Hopeful is seeking to do here. Um, be of good cheer, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. And with that, Christian break out with a loud voice, oh, I see him again. You know, we've got to struggle with one another until they can see him again. You know, because here they are in this. I know dad was doing this yesterday with, with uh, a family member of ours. Um, but just trying to point them to Christ and, and, and hopefully, you know, bring them to that place where they can say, oh, I see him again uh, as Christian does here. And he tells me, And so here he sees the Lord again, and the Lord's telling him, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. Then they both took courage, and the enemy after that was still as a stone until they were gone over. Christian therefore presently found ground to stand upon. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, mean, Bunyan just bleeds Bible. Here's the rock upon which we stand, right? He found ground to stand upon. Oh, I see him again. He found ground to stand upon and so it followed that the rest of the river was but shallow and they got over. But um, I wanted to, you know, read that to you just, you know, in connection with that that we were talking about last week with, you know, like we said, Newton and and, and Cooper and their relationship, even after John Newton took another pastorate far away from uh, William Cooper, he continued. I mean, that would have been an excuse in some respects and that, that finds place with our message today. That, that would have been a, an excuse in some respects to say, oh, well, the Lord moved me on, you know. Um, I don't have to continue that relationship. Somebody else will take that up. No, he continued. Just like verse number 11, you know, is saying to us here, not being slothful, being diligent, being fervent in spirit. Um, this that Newton was doing in Cooper's life was he's serving the Lord. That's what the verse 11 is talking about. Uh, but he continued, even after he took another pastorate, uh, to seek to encourage, to seek to help in any way that he could. Uh, this poor brother, you know, that was in such a desperate state of, of despair. Um, and and he was continually in this de- depressed a- a state. It, it makes me think about Galatians 6. <clears throat> if you want to turn over there while I take a drink. Galatians 6, verses 1 through 3. I think, um, you know, bears bears um, repeating here, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, I mean, here Cooper was, he was overtaken by despair. He was overtaken by depression. If, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Why? You know, because you need to consider yourself. It could be you. Um, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, I mean, here's, here's this new commandment I've given unto you to love one another. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Um, we all need one another. We, we need one another's prayers. Um, we, need, we need one another's encouragement. Um, You know, when we get into a a condition, maybe not exactly like this, but, you know, something, I've had opportunity. I mean, I don't know, how many of you have had had opportunity to to seek to encourage people on their deathbed? Um, I mean, that's, you you, you think about if that was you, um, you know, and and a brother or sister (laughs) comes alongside and sits down beside you, and and, and that's really where Christian and hopeful are, you know, comes along beside you and, 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 and is encouraging you. You can see the distress on their face. You can see the worry. You can see the concern. Um, They may be in a condition like, you know, Christian was where past sins are seeking to just overwhelm and overtake them. Um, And and you being able to point them to Christ and say, look, you know, here's your redemption. You know, here's the ransom that was paid for those past sins, for present sins. Um, You know, look to Christ and encourage them. so, I, you know, I, I think those those are, you know, some continuing thoughts maybe upon what we were looking at, you know, last week. Um, love is the fulfillment of all the law and prophets, right? I mean, you remember the, the lawyer comes and he questions the Lord. The Pharisees, you know, saw the Sadducees had been put to silence. And um, one of the the lawyers among the Pharisees said, What is the great commandment? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Uh, so, you know, you think if, if, if love, <clears throat> excuse me, in our lives was being exhibited in this respect, in its fullness, that would solve all relational problems. Um, You know, there there wouldn't be someone wanting to steal something that someone else had or coveting something that someone else had if we were loving, you know, one another as we should. You know, there wouldn't be any relational problems there if that love, you know, was there as it ought to be. So if we truly about it in love, it would solve, you know, those problems automatically. (coughs) But getting into, you know, today's message, uh, not being slothful. Can we be slothful? Can you be lazy? Uh, I think we all have a tendency to be, and I'm not not saying this in a joking way, but it's a reality that some of us have a greater tendency to it than others. We have a greater disposition to it than others. And any of those things, it doesn't have to be slothfulness, but any of those things that we know, we have a greater tendency to. We need to guard against all the more. Uh, But we all can be slothful, certainly, and the devil will do anything and everything that he can to seek to put us into that sort of a condition. I mean, certainly he would like to tempt us towards, you know, this sin or that sin, but if he can tempt us towards this sin of not doing anything, um, when that question was, was asked, you know, do you have any questions? Could have said no. I don't have any questions. But here's an opportunity. I do have a question for you. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? You know that's 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 something that that um, you know that's that's the opposite of slothfulness. That's being diligent. So us being diligent, you know, I know you've probably had this experience because I've had it. You're in a crowded place, and it is it is normal for you to return thanks to the Lord. But there just seems to be this oppression that, that is, is trying to keep you, you know, and say, like, well, you can go forego, you know, that. Uh, and your family may be even looking to you, wondering, are you going to pray, Dad? Yeah, be diligent. Um, how about prayer itself outside of that setting, our daily prayer life? You know, are there times that you wake up in the morning, I'm just so tired. You know, or scripture reading, I'm just so tired. You know, I had a hard day yesterday, a hard night last night. You know, there's lots of things that can come up as excuses, but those are the times that we need to press on and press in. Um, I don't know how many of you are, are, are readers of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. Did you ever get into that, Cohen? in, any of the Chronicles of Narnia stuff? Okay. Well, in the, in the final book, um, there, there's a saying in that book about going further up, and further in, you know, they were going, you know, into the kingdom, further up and further in. Um, and so there is that sense and being diligent, you know, here in kingdom, you know, matters and, and, and things, you know, pertaining to the kingdom about going further up and further in about being diligent, not being slothful. I mean, that's that's the idea and the thought, you know, here that we have set before us. Um, the devil would love for us to stay neutral, inactive, ineffective, uh, sedentary, uh, paralyzed. Um, you know, he'd love to, for us to be in that condition, but what we're being called to here is to be fervent in spirit. What we're being called to here is not to be slothful, but to be diligent. What we're being called to here is the reality of those things that we are called to do. We are serving the Lord. Um, you know, we, we used that, that passage, you know, last week where the Lord says, in as much as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So we're, we're serving the Lord in these things. There is encouragement to doing all of these things. We're serving the Lord in these things. We're seeking to honor and glorify Him. You know, when I was thinking about this, this word slothful, uh, there is an animal that comes to mind, isn't there? Um, I don't know how much you've, you've, you've watched that sort of an animal on a... On a um, you know, documentary or something I can remember seeing one that had fallen out of a tree into the river and there's this big anaconda looking thing you know that's coming at it and you're just like go go get out of the water you're gonna get eaten you know and it finally does get out before the the the, the enormous snake you know makes it there but you know those things sleep 20 hours a day pretty remarkable isn't it 20 hours a day uh, when they are awake, they barely move at all. You know, they're just really slow, you know, about it. In fact, they are so sluggish that algae actually grows on their hair. Isn't that remarkable? So that gives you a picture of slothfulness, doesn't it? When you think about it a little bit, um, Proverbs 26, 14 says, As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. That gives you a picture there too, doesn't it? Uh, you think about a door, and there's hinges on that door, and the door swings on those hinges, and you think about a slothful man, and he's there in bed. And in regards to these things, I mean, he just turns over. Um, he's like the sloth that algae actually grows on their fur. Um, it, it makes me think of Matthew 25 and. The uh, wicked and slothful servant who had the one talent you remember and he goes and buries it in the earth and when the Lord uh, returns um, you know he he gives it to the one that had ten talents but he he says cast that unprofitable servant into outer darkness there shall be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth so we have that picture of a slothful you know person once again um, you know the devil would love for us to remain in a place where we didn 't use that talent, but you know we 're to we 're to put that talent to the exchangers i mean we we 're called to bear much fruit um, you know there were some who were you know thirty some sixty some a hundredfold you know as far as fruit bearing you know we want to be that hundred fold you know fruit bearing Christian. Uh, Lord, you know, helping us to be, and that's that fervency in the spirit that we we have there mentioned in verse number 11. But, you know, the the devil will attack where he can. He'll seek to depress us, discourage us, uh, foster a a heaviness of spirit, you know, within us to keep us, you know, from these things. Therefore, be, you know, on guard. Uh, Here Paul telling us not to be slothful, but be fervent. You know, in in spirit, I, I can hear the the psalmist, you know, seeking to be fervent in spirit in places like Psalm forty three, verse five, when he says, "Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted, you know, within me?" Hope in God, hope in God. Be fervent in spirit, for I shall yet praise Him who is the health of my countenance and my God. So in this fight against Slothfulness, um, you know. I, I I think about the next verse of scripture. You know, when you think about this contrast of slothfulness and diligence, you know. Look at look at verse number twelve with me. Uh, there at the, the very the very last four words in verse number twelve. Somebody read those for me. Uh, Romans twelve twelve. The last four words there. Yeah, continuing, continuing instant in prayer. Um, you know, that's like we were talking about love last week, and, and we, we talked about the, the passage, I think it was Hebrews 13, 5. Uh, Let brotherly love continue. You know, here we're being told to continue instant in prayer. So continue in prayer. Don't, don't grow lax in prayer. There's going to be times that you don't feel like praying, but that's when you press on and you pray anyway. That's when you seek the Lord and you say, Lord, I don't feel like praying. I confess it. But I know my great need of prayer. And I'm asking for your help here to be able to pray, to be able to enter into prayer, and to be able to commune with you because that is my great need. Um, so continuing instant in prayer, that kind of makes me think about this when Paul says not to be slothful, be diligent. Be diligent. Be fervent, you know in spirit, um, it's something that we're to be diligent you know to do. It's the opposite of slothfulness, it's the idea of continuing uh, don't stop, continue, continue instant in prayer. you know you think about that as, as a as a call and a command unto us. You know, is is that something? And I know we haven't reached that yet. We'll we'll spend the message, you know, on that on that verse of scripture there, uh, the Lord willing. But but um, you know, you think about this this thought of praying without ceasing. You know, do we really do that? I mean, how many times do we only pray because we're in crisis? It's crisis mode. It's time to pray. Um, or I tell you, there's times when things come against you and, and, and it takes a while before you finally wake up and say, what am I doing, you know, fretting about these things and letting them rule my thoughts instead of taking them to the Lord? Um, you know, why am I not continuing in prayer here? Um, you know, so is prayer proactive or reactive? Um, it ought to be both. You know, we ought to do both. Yeah, we're going to react in prayer. You know, but well, we ought to be proactive. Lord, this is the day that you set before me. And I don't know what's going to happen today, but I know I'm going to need your grace in it. I'm going to face situations that I've maybe not ever faced before, or maybe I'm going to face a situation that I have faced before, and I've failed. And this time I don't want to fail. I want to succeed. I need your grace today to be able to 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 do what you've called me to do, whatever that may be. I can't see what that is, but you've already you're already there. You know. You know. So help me to honor you help me to glorify you help me to magnify your name in everything that i that i do today so you know in all of our spiritual exercises uh, we may not be feeling up to it but paul says here hey continue be fervent be diligent don't be, don't be don't be lazy uh don't be slothful think about what we're told in ephesians 5 19 and 20, about speaking to ourselves in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all. We're, we know where to give thanks always. And that, that, sometimes that looks kind of funny. Because there's things that happen in our lives, and, and we're, we're being told to rejoice always. We're, we're told to, to, to give thanks always. Uh, so here this thing happens, like, I wouldn't have chosen this for myself, but Lord, I thank you for it because you've got a purpose in it. You're doing something with this. I don't, maybe I don't understand, maybe I won't understand, but I'm, I'm just looking to you, you know, in it. Um, but guarding against slothfulness, Jude 121 says, keeping ourselves in the love of God. You know, we talked about that spirit of love and sound mind. You know, keeping ourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Paul, you know, told Timothy, "Stir up the gift that is in you." You know, I mean, there's there's a remedy against slothfulness. Stir up the gift that is in you. Continue, you know, don't stop. Go further up and further in. Be fervent in spirit. Is that a little s or a big s? Hmm? What do you think? Is a little less or a big S? I mean, there's the little less we've been talking about. You know, we're to be fervent. We're to be diligent. But how far is our strength going to go? We talked about that this morning, didn't we? We looked at Peter. didn't go very far. It ran out real quick. He denied the Lord three times. So it's being fervent in spirit. I'm going to say big S. I'm going to say there's, there's a spirit of power that the Holy Spirit that is within us. You know, where are we going to get strength from? You know, it's, it's, it's from the Spirit. Be fervent in spirit. <coughs> Lord, help me here. Help me to be strong in you and in the power of your might. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Right? Philippians 2.13. He is our sufficiency. Be fervent in spirit, looking always to the Lord That's the who is the author and finisher of our faith. He is our f- sufficiency. Whatever our shortcomings may be, whatever our tendencies may be, He's our sufficiency. We're not sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, but our sufficiency is of God. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Lord, this thing before me is hard. This thing you set before me to do is difficult. I'm going to need... The love that you supply, I'm going to need the grace that you supply. I'm going to need the strength that you supply, fervent in spirit. Greater is he that is in you, right, than he that is in the world. So we go forth, therefore, in these endeavors in his power. We go forth in his sufficiency. We go forth in his ability. You know, what about the day that, that, that our death comes? How am I going to face that in him being fervent in spirit, Lord, helping me, being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's where a Christian found his feet. He found his footing, you know, there. Um, Knowing that we are, as the verse says here, serving the Lord. We're about his business. I think about, you know, you remember when Jesus was 12 and they had gone to Jerusalem for Passover. And they get a day's journey after the feast days are over away from the city and they had thought he was with other family and he wasn't. And so they go back and they look for three days and they find him. And what does he say? He says, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? It wasn't disrespectful. It was a reality. Um, And you remember it said there that Mary hid those things in her heart. You know, she didn't quite understand what he was saying. You know, but she hid those things in her heart. Uh, But this is what we're about, serving the Lord. We're about our father's business every day. I mean, I know I work for, that's one of my bosses sitting right back there. And then I work with my dad. So there's authority there too, you know. But every day and everything that I do, yeah maybe working for my younger brother but i'm serving the lord that's that's what I'm about that's my business to be about is serving the lord you know i i want I want our workers to see Christ in us you know i I want them to see that it's our concern you know to glorify the lord you know I, I mentioned it before and I'm not just mentioning it because he's here I mentioned it in a sense because he's here because it makes me think about it, but virtue of the fact that he's in the building. But, you know, when one of our guys asks, what are we going to do in this situation? And he says, we're going to do the right thing. You know, we're going to do the right thing. That's what we're going to do. Why? Why are we going to do the right thing? Because that's the thing that God's called us unto. That's the thing that's going to glorify him. That's the thing that's a witness as as far as us being salt and light, you know, um, amongst a, a wicked and perverse generation. You know, so we are being diligent we are being fervent in spirit why because we're serving the lord this is the lord's called us you know to this and the flip side of that coin is the lord's called us to this you know this is the thing that he set you know our feet in a a journey towards and therefore do you not think he's going to be with us he's called us to it is he not going to be with us you know when i when i think about that sort of thing i always think about joshua you because know, here was Joshua following, you know, Moses, you know, and then Moses doesn't go into the promised land, but God, what, is, what does he tell Joshua? As I was with Moses. And he had seen all those things. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you, you know. So the Lord's for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, he's with us. So you think about this being fervent in spirit and serving the Lord. I mean, this is, this is the thought that's kind of before us here. Uh, it's like you remember in 2nd 2 Chronicles 2015 where you know Jehoshaphat and there's this battle and all, and um, he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. It's God's battle. You know, this is we're we're serving the Lord. You know, it's 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 his will, it's what he's doing. Uh, he's using us. Does he have to use us? No, but he's pleased that, that to use us in these things. So, um, I mean, there's there's a great antidote to slothfulness, right? Um, so I'll I'll end this morning uh, in speaking about our fight against uh, slothfulness, and um, you know it, adversities are going to be faced. I mean, we're going to face adversities, and, and I think that's that's the point here. Don't be slothful. Be diligent. Be fervent in spirit serving the Lord, uh, knowing the battle's not done. Um, we, we, we haven't gotten to that place where we have fought the good fight and kept the faith. You know, we're still fighting that fight. You know, we haven't gotten to that place where Paul says, I've, I've, I've fought the fight, I've kept the faith. There's a, there's a crown, you know. I mean, he was at the end. As uh, far as we know, you know, we're not at that place. But we're still fighting this fight, and, and the battle is not done. But the battle is God's. It belongs to Him. Uh, it, it's, it's not because we're carrying the Ark of the Covenant you know, into the battle. You know, they, they were defeated, weren't they? And the Ark was taken. Um, but it's, it's God's. So be fervent in spirit, depending upon the Spirit, looking unto the author and finisher of our faith, being dependent upon the Spirit. He can't fail. God cannot fail. The battle's His. He will. He shall prevail. Do we have to worry about whether we're going to win? Uh, that makes me think about... Um, Brother Pounds was he was pastor here years ago his wife just passed away uh, recently but uh, I can remember him preaching a message to us one time he may have said it more than one time but I, don't, I haven't even looked at mine um, but some Bibles at the end of mine doesn't say that at the end of some Bibles the last page of Revelations it'll say the end and he said one, one lady wrote under the end we win <laughs> you know, you know, so the battle is the Lord's it belongs unto him so, what, in, what encouragement to be diligent? What encouragement to be fervent? Uh, serving the Lord, the battle's His. We win. In the end, we win. Uh, we know the outcome. He, he shall reign victorious. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, amen. Well, hopefully, that's been of some encouragement to you to be diligent, not to be slothful, but be diligent in our daily spiritual exercises. And everything the Lord's called us to do, be diligent, be fervent in spirit, serving the lord amen well let's let's stand and go once again to the Lord in prayer. Uh, remember brother Wiseman he's not here again this morning um, his wife is is going through um, rehab in the in the Avalon uh, nursing home uh, he's hoping that she's going to be able to come you know home and and they'll be able to get back to their daily routine whatever that we're not that old whatever that looks like when you're nearing 90 you know but um be in prayer for for them glad to see you uh back and, and and going again uh brother steve i know you had another little fall um and again, that's something that we don't know much about. I mean, being in in, in in your condition, I mean, you've you've got you've got one good arm, you know, uh, you know. So uh, this one can't can't support you a whole lot. Uh, so uh, we know that's a struggle for you. Uh, you can fall on it, yeah. There you go, yeah. Tuck and roll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad to see you this morning. Glad you're able to be here.
1: Um they were in target and she turned and walked away from mm-hmm. where Mr. McMahon was and she slipped on something. I didn't know what it But the two ladies who saw her fall said it looked like she was sliding in on the plate. So something on the floor. How how old is she now? I think she'll be ninety this year. Okay. mm-hmm okay physical therapy yeah
0: okay we'll yeah well uh, you know um while we're we're talking about some of these things there there is there is a man that works for us that he he uh he and his wife lost a son recently, an older son, um, but uh, he was hit by a car and and killed uh, in Trinity. And, um, you know, I know Dad had a chance to speak to him some yesterday and invited him to, to come. Um, she's still having a lot of trouble. I can't imagine I haven't had to walk, you know, in that place. But um, I, I don't know. I know the Lord's sufficient. So, um, but, you know, just in, inviting them to come, you know, they might... They might come, and, and uh, the Lord might speak to them and and, and uh, uh, i i don 't really know you know where he is I know he he tells me he believes in God but but we haven 't had any lengthy discussions you know about those things, but um, he said that he would try to come so um, you know pray for pray for that family um, is there is there someone i mean I know Andrew and Teresa aren 't here this morning they don 't really have anything that 's that's uh, debilitating, though, it's, I mean, not that it couldn't be, I mean, any, any little bug could get us, right? I mean, something very microscopic, you can't even see, could take you out, um, but um, um, uh, appreciate your prayers for them, but, and again, I've mentioned pray for the meeting that's coming up. We want to pray for the men that are coming, uh, pray for ourselves, the messages, um, I mean, who knows who, who, you know, we talked about what the Lord might do in us, someone else, I mean, what encouragement you might be to somebody you've never even met before, uh, so, you know, serving the Lord, right? Uh, that's what we're seeking, you know, to do. So, yeah, I'd just like to add so I'm in corporate America, so I've been dealing with these uh,
1: mandates from mm. and companies kind of following that. So, I mentioned earlier, that I'm yeah, Sunday school to, to have to write a letter kind of exempting myself from mandates because of my conscience. Right, right. So, you know, I would just ask that that actually gives opportunities for yes. Right. Other people in my midst because Yeah. Being in downtown Houston there's a lot of unbelief mm-hmm. and I find myself daily and it's it's easy to, to not want to be that person that's avoided and I've I've done this over the years Right. how to properly witness the coworkers and
0: do that. There's there's plenty of uh mission opportunities downtown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> pray for that right. Even right because we know that that uh the lord's able to to supply our needs you know he He did it before that job he can do it after this job you know whatever whatever he chooses i mean he can take a little bit and stretch it a long ways where we have a lot and it doesn't go very far um it doesn't seem like anyway sometimes but uh but uh yes uh that's uh that's a good good thought i mean on one hand I mean, here's, here's the concern to keep my job because I can't do the thing that they may ask me to do. And so I've, I've presented this and asking them to accept it. But then, boy, the other side, you know, too. Yeah, hope, my hope is this would be a witness and a testimony, you know, to those who, who read it, uh, that it might open doors for people to come and say, okay, so help me understand this here. So you're, you're asking for an exemption. Why? Uh, and give us an opportunity to be able to speak to someone about the gospel. So, yeah. Amen. All right. Any others? Okay. Well let's go, Lord, in prayer again. Uh Ryan, would you pray for us and return thanks for the, the meal that we're about to share together?
1: Yes. Amen.